a government encouraged accelerated depreciation so that the depreciation will hit the bottom line of my company, then the you know, net profit will be squeezed down. So uh, that, that is a recommendation my tax counselor told me. So I think about that. I, I thought about that, uh, w whether this is a good investment or not. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name's Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and today I'm here with Katsunari Yamaguchi, and we'll call him Nari, who will be telling us about his worst investment ever. Thank you so much for being here on the show, Nari. Welcome. Thank you, Andrew. My name is Nari Yamaguchi. Currently, I'm living in Tokyo, Japan, and I have an investment experience in the United States as well as in Japan. Before we get started, maybe I'll then go through your experience, which is pretty darn impressive. Katsunari Yamaguchi has a PhD, CFA, CMA, and is chairman of Abitsen, Japan. He started his career at the Long-Term Credit Bank of Japan in 1979 and worked as a portfolio manager from 1986 to 1999. He founded Abitsen Associates Japan in 2000 and over 15 years served as president. Recently, he stepped up to chairman since 2016. The company had been acquired by Morningstar in 2006. He also has served as a visiting professor at various universities and teaches in the subjects of asset management and investing. He graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Social Studies and from Yale School of Management in 1986 with an MBA. He earned his PhD in economics at Senshu University in 2008. And he authored a book called Risk Premium of the Japanese Economy in 2007. And he translated two books, which are right here in my hand. First one, Capital Ideas in 2006 and Capital Ideas Evolving in 2009, both authored by Peter Bernstein, who actually Nary encouraged him to write the second one as a follow-up, which you can read when you read into that book. Uh, in addition, he's published many academic and professional articles of which he was awarded Security Analyst Journal Prize twice in 1991 and 2005. Nari, do you have anything to add to that? No, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know, never-ending story about my career, so <laughs> you can stop it. <laughs> okay. So then my next question I usually ask, but it's kind of been answered, and that is, before sharing your story, can you tell us your level of investing experience and what type of investing investment you're going to oh, tell okay. us about today? It was about 30 years ago when I graduated from Yale University's uh, MBA program. Roger Ibotson was my teacher, and I told him that I would like to start investment career, and he recommended to stay in the United States <laughs> as long as possible. And so I decided to stay there in New York and moved to Philadelphia and doing the um, equity management for the, uh, my previous employers. And I returned to Japan 1994 doing this similar job for my previous employer, Long-Term Credit Bank of Japan. And uh, at that time, the world's largest uh, pension fund, GPIF, currently called GPIF, uh, they opened a 
investment advisory firms, I managed their, their first equity portfolios for GPIF 20 years ago. And, and then I stepped down and the startup, uh, this uh, Ibotsuna Sources Japan, for doing the asset allocation services for finance industries in 2000. Yeah. Okay, got it. And so then if you could set the stage, when you went into this worst investment, like all of us, we don't go into it thinking it's a worst investment. Tell us a little bit about the circumstances leading up to this and then tell us the story Uh, of it. The story I'm going to tell is not job related. It's entirely my personal finance. In addition to Ableton Associates, I run my own personal company. It's a very private one. There's only one shareholder. That's me. (laughs) And a few years ago, I had a big uh, profit in my uh, company and uh, and related to uh, my main business. I wondered how much tax I have to pay. So I contacted my tax counselor and to recommend some um, ways to reduce the uh, earnings so that we can minimize tax payment. So uh, the tax counselor come back to me uh, recommending one investment, which have some accelerated depreciation program sponsored by or recommended by government, Japanese government. And that one was uh, investment in the uh, solar power energy. Because of the earthquake 10 years ago, and you know, you know nuclear power was down. So Japanese government encouraged the uh, natural energy such as uh, solar power and wind power and like that. One of the project is a solar mega solar project which collect the investment from all the uh, private investors and the government encouraged accelerated depreciation so that the depreciation will hit the bottom line of my company. Then the you know, net profit will be squeezed down. So uh, that, that is a recommendation my tax counselor told me. So I think about that. I, I thought about that, uh, w- whether this is a good investment or not. And it appears that I think according to their projections, it seems to be quite reasonable. It's like a kind of similar to a, a real estate investment. But I had a second thought. It reminded me of uh, European experience. Some European companies such as uh, Germany they once introduced a similar project, but the uh, government started the cutting off their purchase price of electricity a few years later, and there's a lot of troubles there. So I wonder if that similar things might happen in Japan. So I rejected this uh, proposal. And uh, after that, my intuitive thinking was correct. <laughs> Two or three years later, there are a lot of um, similar troubles. Um, government decided to reduce the uh, purchase price from the uh, solar power energy. <laughs> Many of the solar power project went into bankrupt or stopped, you know, construction and like that. So, uh, if I had accepted that proposal, I got the investment return much lower than originally proposed. So. Uh, I escaped from this uh, risky project. It was good for me, but I, if I had taken that project, my investment return was not good. <laughs> so that's a story. Yeah, the, the lesson I learned from here is that the tax counselor's recommendation okay. was correct. They actually did a good uh, recommendation uh, to use the accelerated depreciation program. That's good. But that recommendation is only about tax, right? They are not seeing any risk 
and return. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not their fault because they are specialists in tax matters, not the investment. So I think it's uh, my my lesson is, yeah, it's okay to wow. you know hear from um, some expert. I, I need expert opinion on any, many things, and like, uh, but when it comes to whole picture of the uh, any investment, we have to consider not only cost side, tax side. We have to think about potential risk and return <laughs> together with those uh, tax reduction uh, benefit. <laughs> That's great. So then maybe I'll explain to the audience too about this idea. I mean, who mm. in some people's mind, mm. they would think, why would I ever buy something that's losing right now? So the audience understands it correctly. I think what you're saying is that this company had a bright future, mm. but mm. in the beginning, they were going to have really high costs related to the investment mm. and those costs in the form of what we call accelerated depreciation. So therefore, if everything went according to that plan, you may suffer some losses on the shares that you own, yeah. but those losses would then offset the gains that you had in your personal portfolio. But you wouldn't mind to suffer those losses at that point because you believed or the company would say you're going to gain it back in the future because we accelerated our depreciation in the future years. We're going to have much less depreciation. Therefore, we're going to have much more gain. Is that correct? So. In that sense, their recommendation was correct, but they failed to see potential losses or kind of um, reduced returns due to the change of the government policy. The change of the regulation is not taken into account. And that also brings me kind of to the one of the points that I take away from your description, and that is, uh, number one, is that probably can never really trust anybody, whether that's in the world of finance, if it's the world of medicine, each person is oftentimes looking at their own area. It's only you as an individual that can see your whole right. uh, picture right. of your finances and the whole, the whole picture that needs to be taken into consideration. I think the second thing is, is that you have to look at every mm -hmm. part of an investment it's not enough to just have one part that looks interesting, such as a friend of mine recently said, look at this company, it's really cheap. Yep. Well, <laughs> that's one part, but look at the profitability of the company, it's quite low. Or someone may say, look at this company, it's really great and it's good profitability, but someone may say, well, wait a minute, it has a lot of debt. Have you looked at the risk? So therefore, we've got to look at it from a holistic yep. perspective, I think, which would be my second point that I would take from what you've mm. just described. And my third point, my third point is, and this is since I live in Bangkok, Thailand, and I've lived here for a long time, I have a, a kind of a policy that I tell people when they talk about investing. I say the most important thing for investing, particularly in Thailand, is do not base <laughs> your investment decision on the government doing something in your favor because it, they may announce that they're going to do it. It may appear that they're going to do it, but they have the very different motives and therefore you can never really fully predict what they do. So keep your government uh, investment or government dependent investments pretty low. That would be the three things that I took away from that. Is there anything else you would add? Yeah, completely agree to to your you know takeaways, and especially with regard to the number three, don't trust government. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a good good recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so now, based upon this story and your you know decades of experience, 
you know, what specific actions can you recommend to our listeners to help them not to make big gains, but to protect their investments? Any active manager has various ways of beating the market. And if you take too much risk to get the uh, potential big gains, well, it's okay if you, you know, succeed in it, but uh, it's, it's like a lottery <laughs> ticket. <laughs> uh, so I think as my policy is try to uh, be uh, modest uh, about the taking risk and do it gradually, not one time, but gradually beating the market inch by inch and the small winning. I think it's instead hitting a home run and just, but, but uh, not, uh, you know, uh, not doing that and also try to do a kind of a making a, a small hit one by one to get the uh, score of the uh, baseball game, <laughs> like uh, Ichiro. <laughs> mm, yeah, fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, that reminds me, my right. mother always says, she's in the other room here, and she says, inch by inch, right. it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's hard. The meaning, you know, is take it slowly, take it step by step. But the other, other thing I think that, that you raise, which is a really valuable point, which mm. is, is the idea that a lot of people, I know when I started my career in finance, mm. I thought it was all about hitting home runs. I thought the most successful guys out there, men, women were hitting home runs more than the others. And what I realized is it was about, it's much more about right. not striking out. And so I think maybe we'll wrap up with that as an, as an ending to your uh, story. So there you have it, fellow risk takers, another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we wrap up, Nari, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's not easy talking about some of these things, but our listeners are going to learn to win as a result. So before we close, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Oh, thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, interesting uh, conversation. Thank you very much. Great. So there you go, fellow risk takers. Another great story to help you create, grow, and protect your wealth. I'll see you on the upside.